0: making making it rain page 308 the sky is a sharper blue the air fresher the grass crisp underfoot i walk with mum and dad to the car in the hospital car park on jelly legs i pause as i get into the car and pull out the Mars bar that becky smuggled in for me i hand it to mum thanks mum for um doing the cpr and everything Mum looks at the chocolate bar and tears fall on her cheeks. She puts the Mars bar in her pocket. Are you sure you're up for all this today, Dad says. I nod. My chest is still sore but nothing I can't handle and I want to be there for Dad. His face is tight, holding in all the emotion. We meet Andy's family on the top of Oliver's Hill in Frankston. Rachel and Mal, Mal carry an urn and hold on to each other and Eliza and we huddle together in the cold wind. Waves batter the rocks below us. Rachel whispers some words, which I think are just between her and Andy. Then she and Mal gently toss the contents of the urn into the air. Fine ash arcs across the sky and floats in the air and down to the water. I remember eyes... Andy's eyes that darted and dashed, his easy grin and his goofy walk. And I think about the things that have happened in the time since he died, and I feel lucky to be alive. Dad holds Andy's arms and folds Mum and Becky and Nana and me into them, and his chest shudders as his breath goes in and out. Goodbye, Andy. Hope you're catching the wildest waves. Two days later, I'm ready. I message the team and everyone is in. I let mum know I'm heading out and she nods. Have you seen the magnolia? We wander outside to where the magnolia has flowered, crazy big purple flowers against its bare branches and a carpet of shed petals are on the ground underneath. Every few minutes another petal takes a wandering journey through the air to the ground. That is one weird tree, I say. Weird and magnificent, mum says, and not dead after all. Horse and I walk down to Station Street, my feet scuffing the gravel along the train line, the gum tree smell of eucalyptus and recent rain. We meet at Fido, Poodle and Doof hoeing into a HSP. We mill round under Fido's enormous belly, unsure what to say, until Poodle asks to see my chest scar and then everyone crowds around to view the healing hole in my ribcage. I want to say something, I begin. And everyone is quiet. I know we didn't win the final. We didn't lose either, Duke says quickly. You nearly died, but Poodle says literally. And I broke my arm and Tom stuffed his ankle. <clears throat> we had casualties, I agree. It wasn't perfect and... Um, I'm not going to lie, I did some dumb things. But we made a team. And so I reckon she looked around at us. Ginny, her cheeks cheeks pink, holding a ball. Tom, his ankle, almost recovered. Nissa and Lulu smiling back at me. Poodle with his cast, plotting his next HSP. Doof and Elodie, almost friends. I reckon we did win. We won ourselves a team. So long as we blitz them next year, Doof says. If I may, Elodie says, I feel a tribe is a better description. It's more inclusive. I grin at her. You're right, the Fido tribe. You betcha. Doof thumps his fist into his palm. Hear that, tickets? Tribe Fido is coming to get you. We'll stay for a while, dissecting the final, and then we'll walk back to the park and play a half-court game. I'll sit this one out because Lenny told me to go easy on the recovery. So I'll try to beat Elodie on crusade. And the sun will warm our backs and with every breath, the slight twinge in my chest on the inhale will remind me of everything that happened, of the secrets I no longer need to keep. And all around me, the Fido tribe. The end.